It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227 is the number to communicate with us. I'm Bart Winkler. As I mentioned, David Shepard is here. Marco Belletti on the updates. And we've got a lot to talk about tonight. It is a Thursday, which means the Bartometer is back. Very excited for this. We're going to stick to a football topic with uh, this conversation coming up a little bit last night in terms of who may reach the Super Bowl if it's not going to be Kansas City or San Francisco. There are odds out right now. I think the odds on favorite other than those teams, you would have the Ravens, you would have the Bills, maybe the Lions, uh, the Bengals, just looking at, I have one set of odds here. So we'll see what the Bartometer thinks. We'll see what the Bartometer thinks. The Bartometer, I think, has proven to have a good grasp on just the situation, at least with football. I think it's a very smart machine. Uh, it is a machine that I have, and it's told us a few things. It's told us who had the most pressure throughout the playoffs. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the Bills, okay, yeah, we saw what happened with the pressure. It told us who might blow the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan was the top on the Bartometer, so it's ranked the best quarterbacks. Uh, it had Brock Purdy in the top 10. I personally put him ninth at the highest, but it had a Brock Purdy at seven. So it's not me. It's just my machine, just to make that clear, abundantly clear. And we will go over that next hour. A lot of people seem to like the Bartometer um, and understand that it's just a fun radio bit. Uh, a lot of people have been very put off and offended by it in ways of which I cannot understand. I've been in this business a while, and there's been things that I have said that I know when I say them, it's going to cause some difference of opinion. But it's my opinion, and I stand by it, and and I take the fallback or the positive words that come with it. It's part of the game. The Bartometer is a silly, fun, possibly dumb thing we do, and the feedback of which I got on it does not match how lighthearted this is. So... I will have more to say on that because I uh, I am just stunned with the way that some people think. Uh, even when I think, I think I know how people think. Um, I am stunned with how some people think. I was told once, this is how you should view people. And I'm not just talking about people listening. I'm not talking about American people. I'm not talking about people in your neck of the woods. I'm talking about on the planet. You are probably at least smarter, you, than 50% of the world. And it's probably even uh, higher than that. And a lot of us know that we're pretty dumb. So just realize, like, when you get in arguments with people, we're, we're, not, we're not fighting scientists and, uh, well, sometimes we are. But we're not fighting, like, uh, you know, Nobel Peace Prize winners and, scholars here we're fighting other dumb people and when two dumb people have a conversation that doesn't go anywhere it's hard enough for two smart people to try to figure it out but when two dumb people get it long way of saying the bartometer is coming up 
in an hour's time. Great to be with you again tonight. I do want to talk some NBA tonight. I have been saying that. And you know what? I think I think I let's talk about it now. Let's talk about some NBA. We've got the All-Star break coming up this weekend. It's nonstop. There's some games tonight, and then it goes right into the rookie sophomore stuff. Then you're going to see the skills competitions and the slam dunk contest on Saturday. You're going to see the game itself on Sunday. And then there will actually be a little bit of a break. I believe the schedule resumes on Thursday of next week is when things get back up and running. Um, So you're going to get all the all-star stuff. You'll have all the games, all the contests. And then, yeah, back on Thursday, many of the teams are in action. So even if you're, this is where it's a little different than baseball. In baseball, there's an all-star break. But if you're in the, if you're in the all-star game, you really don't get a break. If you're in the NBA all-star game, you still at least get a few days after the game itself to kind of just unwind or whatever it is you need to do with teams back in action on either Thursday or then Friday. So that's a good uh, good thing for players. You don't want to have a break, and then the best of your players don't even get the break, maybe the ones who need it the most. So we've got three games tonight. We've got the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz. The big news in this one, as they're approaching halftime here, is that Clay Thompson came off the bench. So they're looking for a spark. They're looking to get things going in Golden State. They've been continually looking to get things going. And Clay Thompson right now off the bench has 17 points. That leads all Warriors in terms of points. So maybe they found something here. Very small sample size, but the big headline was Clay Thompson essentially coming off the bench, which we look at as benched. He's played the fourth most minutes of anybody yet so far tonight uh, for Golden State, and he's got the most points. Three for six from beyond the arc and 17 points. So a big headline, but possibly not that big of a story. You've got the Portland Trailblazers hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves coming up and you have the Memphis Grizzlies with really a eight man rotation. I mean, they've got a lot of guys hurt, a lot of guys resting, but they are beating a fully healthy besides Chris Middleton Bucks team right now, 80 to 75 in the third quarter that game on TNT. If you're following along and that leads to some of the questions that have been sort of percolating around the Milwaukee Bucks Right now, where Milwaukee sits in the standings is third. They're 35-20. and They're eight games back. In first place, we'll just take you through the east here. Hold my hand. I'll take you through the east real quick. In first place, it's the Boston Celtics. They have a pretty nice margin over everybody else. They're on a six-game win streak. They're playing good basketball. Not everybody plays everybody night. There's some injuries here, two-game injuries there. But this this is a team that I think does have a little more depth than I initially thought. And obviously you got Porzingis and Tatum and Jalen and Drew Holiday is there and Derek White's there. And, you know, you've got plenty of guys that can come in and contribute and they are a good basketball team. I still caution that I find them to be very San Francisco 49ers-esque where they're very regular season good and even very playoff good but we have not seen this team win in 16 years. If you were to look at the coverage of the Celtics and watch the Celtics games and hear how the commentators talk about this team 
and then say, all right, top of your head, how many championships do they have in the last 15 years? You'd say, oh, my God. I mean, it's a dynasty. At least two or three. False. The answer is none. They won in 2008. And before that, not since the 80s. But they get a lot of the benefit of the doubt that other franchises don't get. I still don't understand why. It is definitely a thing. I'm trying to tell this to everybody that will listen. You may accuse me of having a Midwest bias, but I'm telling you, there's one side of the country that's got the Niners. There's the other side of the country that's got the Celtics. Neither of these teams can do no wrong. Neither of these teams win championships. But it doesn't seem to matter because this year is going to be the year, right? (laughs) We keep saying that, and it's still not. And that's what I'm trying to tell everyone. I was trying to tell everyone it's not going to be the Niners year. You think it is, but it's not because it never is. Haven't won since 94. No, no, they're they're good. It's different. No, it's not. It's the same sort of thing. Second, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then the Bucks are sandwiched there, and then the Knicks. The Knicks have been playing very well. Now, they're on a little bit of a losing skid, but through like February 10th or even a week ago, they were playing as well as anybody in all of the NBA. The other team next to that was the Cleveland Cavaliers, winners of nine of their last ten. And they're feeling as good as they've felt since LeBron James was there. So you've got the Cavs that can make some damage. You've got the Knicks that can make some damage. I do think the Bucs are a flip-the-switch sort of team. I can explain more later. You've got the Sixers who are dealing with the Embiid injury. Otherwise, we're looking very good. The Pacers were really feeling themselves and then lost a bunch of games. I think that the Pacers are going to be these this year's team of uh, – all talk, no walk. Like they made the in-season tournament finals. And some of these things that Tyrese Halliburton says, it's like he talks as if he's been there before, but he hasn't. He's just very confident. Nothing wrong with confidence, but you also have to back up and deliver when you talk on something. And then it's a hodgepodge of, you know, what are the heat? What are the magic? What are the bulls? What are the Hawks? The Nets, Raptors, Hornets, Hornets. Hey, last night we talked about the Hornets. Three-game win streak, Wizards and Pistons. So, uh, Shep, when you look at the Eastern Conference right now, obviously Boston is going to be the favorite. Uh, I won't I won't say that they're not the favorite. I just feel like someone will knock them off. I don't know who it is, though. However, they do seem to, from a nonpartisan observer, especially with the Embiid injury, like it seems like they're a tier above just how everybody is playing. You can lump the Bucks in. Maybe it was... Celtics Bucks and Sixers and then a, a gap. I think the Bucks with this coaching change and still trying to figure things out, um, they might be more in line with the Cavs and the Knicks right now. So if there's somebody that you think is going to knock off Boston, I would ask you who you think that is, unless you think the answer is uh, nobody. Well, I think it's multiple teams that can knock off Boston because – We've seen them on multiple occasions lose to inferior opponents in the playoffs, whether that be the finals, whether it be the Easter Conference finals. I don't trust Joe Missoula. I don't trust Jason Tatum. I understand this guy put up 51 points in a game seven. Uh, but then the next night in the first game of the next series, he's putting up like 18 points on four of 17 shootings. So I don't trust the Celtics, even though in theory they're deeper than they've ever been. Obviously, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and Derek White, you can make a legitimate argument. Both of that guys should be all-stars. And so that means four all-stars for the Celtics. If I'm looking at a team, Bart, 
if Julius Randle can get healthy, if Mitchell Robinson can get healthy, if OG and if OG Anunoby can get healthy, you pair them along champions like Jalen Brunson. I'm talking multiple time champions in college, and Josh Hart. The Knicks is a team to watch. Now you don't trust Embiid. We both agree on that. In the playoffs? Uh, in the playoffs, he has never been further than the second round. So I have to continue to think. If I'm going to harp on the Celtics for never winning, I got to harp on Embiid and the Sixers the same way. Right. Now, here's the thing. If your team, the Milwaukee Bucks, went with Nick Nurse instead of Adrian Griffin and then ultimately Doc Rivers, I'd give the Bucks a chance. I don't trust Doc Rivers in playoffs these days. Haven't for a long time. And again, the track record would lead you to believe that that is the right course of uh, action. I feel like with the Bucks, the Bucks are interesting. I feel like with the Bucks, they're they're under a different kind of microscope, and I'm not entirely sure why. They have won a title recently, so it's not like this is a team that hasn't won a title, and they got to figure it out with Giannis. Like this is a championship team. In the last couple of years, they have bowed out maybe early uh, due to injury. You know, they, they, they've had injuries. Middleton was out one year. Giannis, even last year, they've bowed out due to injury. I do believe that Milwaukee will be a different team in the playoffs, specifically because I think Damian Lillard's going to be a different uh, person in the playoffs, a different player in the playoffs. When that trade went down, it was some of the weirdest discourse that I've ever seen in my life. I, and I still don't understand to this day what the whole point of it was. You had... Damian Lillard, who people were saying, oh, put him on Miami, and Miami's going to be the team to beat in the East. Then he goes to the Bucs, and instead of saying that, somehow the Celtics got better because they got Drew Holiday, who the Bucs traded for Dame. It didn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me now. Even though the Celtics right now are better than the Bucs, Damian Lillard's better than Drew Holiday. He's having a better season, even though he's having a down season. He's starting in the All-Star game. And, okay, there are the fans for him. Well, then fine. Then he's a reserve. You know, he's still getting in over Drew Holiday 97 out of 97 times. So I think they will turn on a switch. I'm saying there are problems. Uh, there are guys that come in there and shoot too much or don't defend. But I don't understand what the what the criticism always is on Milwaukee. So, I think that Milwaukee can be that team to do it, Shep, but I also, I, I would agree with you with the Knicks. I think something special is going on. Well, where I see the Knicks and the Cavs, I buy more into the Knicks than I do the Cavs. Right. I mean, Bart, I mean, there is all so much room to criticize your Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you talk about a team, again, that had the second-best record in the NBA. They elect to go with Doc Rivers, 3-6. and six. I, I, I grant you this. They had a great win over the Nuggets. But how do you lose by 30 points to a Jimmy Butler-less Miami Heat team? How are you losing right now as you and I speak to the Memphis Grizzlies by seven where Giannis and Dane put up 50 points combining for 70% from the field, and they are losing to a Memphis Grizzlies team without John Morant? Explain that, Bart. Yeah, and this is the exact you've like you've like walked into the booby trap that I set because nobody's talking about them beating the defending champion uh, Nuggets the other night. It's like everybody looks at the Bucks and and looks at the bad stuff. Nobody ever thinks about the good stuff. This team has two All Star starters. Well, Bart, but there's also a lot more bad stuff right now than there is good stuff. Granted, I'll give you they beat the Nuggets, but you know what? That's a one off because every every clock is broke twice a day. And I and and so to your point, yes, they can put it together. But more often than not, they are falling flat. There's a team that's third in their conference. Um, just look at look at like look at 
look at the conferences right now. Boston. What do you hear about Boston? Great things. Cavs, number two. Great things. Bucks, number three. N- only bad. Four. Knicks. Great things. Five. Sixers. Great things. And beat healthy. Pacers, six. Great things. Let's go to the West. Timberwolves, one. Great things. Thunder, two. Great things. Clippers, three. Great things. Nuggets, four. Great things. Why are the Bucks? The only team under the microscope. Because there's six other teams in the East that have a non-losing record on the road. The Bucks are not one of them. The Bucks, at best, Bart, are going to have to go on the road in the second and third round because they're not finishing as a one or two seed in the conference this year. Well, I wouldn't be so sure about that yet. They are two games back of the Cavs? And they're nosediving. And, 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 before, and before the firing, they were three games back of first place and easily in second seed. No, they're not nosediving. They're not nose diving. Losing three of Bart. Bart they're lo- they were 30 and 12 at one point. They're now three and six in their last nine games. And losing to really inferior teams, by the way. It's not like they're facing murderers row. They're nose diving mm. right now. They're, they're, not, they're nose diving? Um, the team that you just glossed about has lost four in a row. W- w- is that a nose dive? Well, Bart, there's a legitimate reason to why they're losing four in a row. Jalen oh. Brunson has been banged up. Julius oh. Randle, their best front court player, has not been in the lineup for weeks. Their best defensive anchor and starting center, Mitchell Robinson, has not been in the lineup for months. OG okay. Anunoby has been out, too. We're not talking right. about Bucks injuries. We're just talking about lack of effort and lack of execution. With the Knicks, we're talking about bodies that are all-stars that aren't there right now. Yeah, you know who else was an all-star? Chris Middleton hasn't played in two weeks. Not sure when he's coming back. Oh, you Damian Lillard's missed some games. You and I both know Chris Middleton ain't an all-star anymore. He was. He was. But he's not no, an all-star I'm, anymore. I'm just, I'm just saying that the exact same stuff that you're – making for excuses for the Knicks are are criticisms for the Bucks. I'm just trying to be little dumb hick in the Midwest, just trying to be like, hey, knock it off, everyone. I'm very offended. I'm very offended. Not at you specifically, even though you are the one I am talking to right now, but I am offended about the entire NBA. And if my dumb little voice can make any echo about what's going on, I would like to try to, to make that happen. Because if anyone's going to talk bad about the Bucks, it's going to be me. <laughs> and Bucks fans, okay? We'll tell you when it's time to panic, all right? Um, I don't like that they're losing to the Grizzlies right now. That does not help any argument that I would want to have uh, in any way, shape, or form. Is John Morant playing tonight? John Morant's not playing a lot of nights. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's not even, hey, don't, don't, even, don't even bring John Morant into this. Je- not only is John Morant not playing tonight, um, who else is not playing? Luke Kennard's not playing tonight. Um, Brandon Clark's not playing tonight. Let's see here. Jaron Jackson's not playing. No one's playing tonight. Bart, They're down nine at the end of three. You can't. You can't give up ninety-four points to a Grizzlies John Morantless team. Like you just. You, you can't expect that team to really compete for a championship. Chris Middleton or not. So we're just. It's all about tonight. Then that's it. Well, well, no. Tonight is emblematic and it's representative of what we've seen from the Bucks with the direction they're going and with Doc Rivers is that they don't play a lick of defense and that doesn't win championships. It's never won championships ever. Yeah. And they're working on that. They held teams to under a hundred, two nights in a row for the first time in forever. Okay. It's working out real well tonight. No. Yeah. Tonight, tonight sucks. <laughs> uh, tonight sucks. And so I need them to have a comeback here in the fourth quarter so that I can, be, get a little more ground when I'm right. trying to defend hey. the Milwaukee Bucks. Hey, thank God Brock Purdy lost. This be a rough week for you, Bart. No, I will be proven right again, uh, as I always am. That, that's the thing about me. It's, I, I always have takes that are right. Uh, they're just right before it's commonly accepted.
So you will all come around, and when the Boston Celtics lose to whoever they lose to, you will all see the prophecy was foretold once again by dumb little Midwest farm boy, Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227. We'll take more of a look at the NBA, uh, including why I am so defending this Bucks team with two all-stars, but no one good enough to be an MVP. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Bart Winkler Show, heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. Just taking a look at the NBA and where we're at here heading into the All-Star break. I think a lot of teams can feel pretty good about themselves in the season that they are having. Uh, I did bring up the Milwaukee Bucks. They're in action right now. Games on TNT. They are losing to a very depleted Grizzlies team by eight in the fourth quarter. And they seem to be, of all these teams, uh, the one team that maybe gets a little bit more criticism. I'm really just trying to figure out uh, why that is. I understand they had a coaching change. I know that, you know, coaching changes never happen in season in any other sport uh, ever. That is how it's being treated. Even though the Bucks, after they fired Adrian Griffin, I believe the Wizards made a coaching change the very next day. Never gets talked about. Uh, it's only the Bucks that are the evil doers of mean and bad. And some may be holding that against Giannis Adetokounmpo. There's an ESPN straw poll that came out for the MVP. And Giannis um, got some votes. He was third. Giannis Adetokounmpo, he was behind Nikola Jokic and then Shea Gilgis Alexander, Um, Jokic and SGA. That's fine. I mean, both guys are having great years, but they go first, third, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. So they had 100 people give their votes, 100 people. Giannis had a total of 87 uh, votes, whether it was first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. You're telling me that Giannis Adetokounmpo right now? does not get at least a fifth-place vote from everybody voting in this poll. They talked about it on ESPN. Uh, Brian Windhorse, among one of the gentlemen, trying to explain why. Donovan Mitchell was in my top five, but he was in the top five with the straw Who poll. was in your top five, Brian? I had uh, Jokic and then um, and Shea, and then I had Kawhi third. I had Donovan fourth, and I had Luka fifth. So no Giannis. So that, that's where it's going to get really tough for voters this year. Like... And you, well, know, you do this vote right now when they're going through a coaching change. And let me say, that will affect voters. That will affect voters. And we've seen it in, in, in the past. If a coach gets fired, if things start to change over, they oftentimes look at the stars. And those stars are the ones that are going to be voted on for MVP. But let me be very clear when we talk about a pathway. I think there is a pathway for three people. Shea. Kawhi and Donovan Mitchell. I think those three, if Shea finishes number one, keeps putting up stats, keeps doing a great job like he has. Or even just top two. Again, and then if you look at Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard, if his team continues this trajectory that they've been on for the last six, seven weeks, same thing. Donovan Mitchell, same way. They're number two right now. Out of nowhere. I'm stunned Kawhi's on the top five. That I mean, he was firmly in third in my view. And so 
here's some, you know, I'm surprised that he's not there at all. That's one of the big surprises for me because he's played so great. So just more anti-Bucks bias that I wanted to bring your attention. 855-212-4227. We will talk about some NBA here over the course of the next uh, little bit. And then at uh, 11 Eastern, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, 8 Pacific, it's tonight's Bartometer. And the Bartometer is going to tell us, outside of the teams that played in the Super Bowl, who is the best chance to get to and win the Super Bowl next season. Let's get to, hey, it's Dave in Miami. Dave, what's up? Oh, my God, Bart. Mr. Negative. Warrior. All right, Dave, what's up? All right. I just want to talk about the the NBA Eastern Conference. Uh, First of all, Eastern Conference, um, the division of Knicks are in. I don't believe in anyone in that division. Knicks, I, you know, it's going to be another 50 years before they win anything. Um, Boston, (laughs) like you said, you don't trust. And I hear Miami games, and every game is like it's a nail-biter, and they don't have enough. I, I'll i pick Milwaukee on the safe side because I like Giannis, and that's my girl's name. Um, Your girl's name is Giannis? Yeah, yeah, she, she's Dominican. Her, her name is it's supposed to be Janet, but uh, her dad put it wrong on the paper, so it's Giannis. So go figure. Anyway, so um, wow. my other thing is that uh, I want to bring up this point, and that's the last time I'm going to talk about it. Um, about your boy at three o'clock, he 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 has a new name. His name is Mister Hypocrite because when I said something bad about you, he defended you. Then he says, "Well, don't talk about my my, my coworkers." Then he's doing it. Then he called himself Mister Positive today. The only Mister Positive I know is, is Dude Love out of, out of Michigan, Greg from Michigan. So have a good night, guys. Talk to you next weekend. Thanks. All right. So now we have a Dave. In Miami, I thought he was feuding with Greg in Michigan, but it seems like he is feuding with Zach Gelb. Uh, very interesting. Zach Gelb, of course, on the 3 to 6 Eastern shift uh, on many of these fine affiliates and on the great Odyssey app. Um, okay, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Michael. He's in Vegas. Hey, Michael. Hey, Bart. How you doing, brother? Um, you no, know, Gianna, Gianna, it's actually probably Gianna is the girl's name, Gianna. I don't know about Gianna, but Gianna. Well, is uh, Dave's calling her Giannis when they're kissing, so I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to name my daughter Bart just because you're so amazing. <laughs> Please, I mean, for, you, for the is, sake of her okay, life. So, Even if you have a son, just don't do it to him. Go ahead. You threw me off. Okay, so um, so Boston's going to win the East. Milwaukee's done. The coach is done. Anyways, can I talk a little bit about Midwest bias? Sure. That term. I just I just started it. So Washington basketball. I know. I'm actually talking about a live game. Washington is playing Stanford. They went on like a 13-0 run tonight. It was amazing. I wish you could have watched it. But it was the best two-play series I've ever seen. I know you don't care, but I have one more question. So Washington was on 11-0 run. The, the guy got the rebound. No, he stole the ball, ran right down. He's like 6-11 for Washington. Dunked it, right? Started running back. And 
Washington stole the ball and they threw him the same guy, the alley-oop. Because he was almost a half court and he ran back and they threw him the alley-oop. And it was one of the greatest alley-oops of all time. He scored like, anyways, I know you don't believe that, but if it was like University of Milwaukee, Green Bay, you would have been going crazy. But it's on the West Coast. The University of Milwaukee, Green Bay? If it was if it was that team tonight, you would have been going off the off the charts. But it was Washington, it's West Coast, so Well and also both of those teams are like five hundred and and no one knows anything about those teams. Washington's sick, but that's my point. They're not watching. This guy's sick. He's six eleven. I will call you tomorrow with his name. I just forgot his name right now. But he had the awesomest alley oop tonight. I know you won't watch it. No, no, no. You should, hey, if any if anybody should be mad about, you know, some sort of bias in this country, it should be the West Coast because that the, the Pac-12 died because of it. They're coming. They're coming east. Get ready. The whole <laughs> east Coast, we are coming. So it's going to be, um, Michael, thanks for the call. It's going to be like when everybody in America was traveling westward. In the 1840s, looking for gold. Well, now the West is coming East, and they're going to be looking for championships. That's right, ACC. Watch out when the California Golden Bears take football supremacy. Watch out, Big Ten. It's going to be the Oregon Ducks and UCLA in your championship game, your precious games. The West Coast invasion 150 years later. They're coming east. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. Hamad's in Atlanta. What's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to get back to the topic because I don't know what those last two calls were. Um, but about this uh, Bucks bias and all the hatred, I'm by no means a Bucks fan. Um, but I really think that people just – the media just needs some, something to talk about. Um and, I mean, they're an easy target. Like, their defense has been pretty bad or relatively bad all year in um, in terms of, like, prior years. But, you know, I think changing coaches midway through the season is really difficult. I think the all-star break will be really good for Doc Rivers. I don't even know if he's going to be coaching. Um, but just for them to get some time to gel together and, you know, work out that playbook or whatever, I, I think that – it's gr- it's garbage that people are saying that the Bucks are screwed or they don't see the Bucks coming out of the East. Like I definitely think it's between the Celtics and the Bucks. The Knicks are the most fraudulent team in the East. Wow. They, yeah, I I really think that they're a good team, but they've just had so many um, parts coming in and so many players being shipped out that I just don't think that it's possible for them to make make it out of the second round this year. Um, and, and quite frankly, I think I think the Cavs are probably better than them. I'm personally just happy that my Orlando Magic smacked the hell out of them uh, last night. But um, I think all the Milwaukee uh, hate is just smoke. I, I really think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I personally think they'll be in the finals this year. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. We'll see. I think uh, a lot of it does come from, and it's the same way. Like I'll put my, I'll put myself in the shoes of Niners fans, where nobody had Brock Purdy pegged as anything, and then he's Mister Irrelevant. So 
A lot of people in the media they think are mad because oh no, this is we, we didn't we didn't we didn't see this coming. Some of the very people that have the pulse of the NBA and that have the megaphone with it um, to get their projections and their thoughts out there. What have they been saying about Giannis? They've been saying that he was going to be a member of the Heat, that he was going to go to Golden State, that he was going to go to the Mavs, that he was going to go to the Knicks, that he was going to go to the Bulls, that he was going to go all these other places. And he stayed in Milwaukee for 10 years. And then Damian Lillard was going to go to the Heat or he was going to go to the Sixers. And then he winds up in, uh, you know, right down the road from the campus of the University of Milwaukee, Green Bay. So when that happens, uh, I think there's a lot of that going on as well. Or maybe I'm just feeling it more because uh, as I make abundantly clear, I am in the uh, middle of the country where everybody just flies over us. And uh, if they could open the window to spit down on us, I'm sure many of you would. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go to Michael. He's in Vegas. Hey, Michael. I'm going to name my daughter Bart just because you're so amazing. Please, I for, you, for the name. sake of her okay, life. So, Even if you have a son, just don't do it to him. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. All right, as I'm scrolling online here, the play that was uh, mentioned earlier from the Washington-Stanford game I actually, I see it. It came up. I did not search for it. It came up randomly um, by uh, somebody that covers the NFL, and they just were like, this is absurd. The play is amazing, as described. Uh, There's a steal. There is a bucket. There is another steal on defense, and then a huge slam dunk. What an awesome play. So on my Twitter, of which I will forever call it, I am going to uh, repost that. And I'm going to say, what a play. And then I'm going to say, West Coast is the best coast. Uh, Hashtag. Okay. I feel like I'm doing my part. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Joe in Florida tonight. Joe, what's up? What's up, buddy? The other day you brought up the office, and I think you just were – doing a little bit of Doors lyrics on the side there. I could be wrong, though. Um, I'm 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 always trying to sneak something in, see who's listening. It's good, man. It's good. Um, The the West is the best. Old school music, the good stuff. First, I want to say you guys are good together, man. The first 20 minutes of the show, you guys are kind of growing on me. Like, I got the UCLA game on. I got the volume down. I'm listening to you. You guys do well together with your back and forth. I enjoy it. Um. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm know, the fungus of CBS Sports Radio. I will grow on you. I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't. Actually, it's <laughs> funny because when you were talking about the Celtics, I'm from Massachusetts, full transparency, and um, my buddy's uh, from up there, obviously, and he's like total homerism, you know. Jason Tatum is the best, and it's just the truth is I've actually gone back and forth with Jody Mack multiple times, old Jody, and – uh for for about four years now on Tatum, if we you actually watch, he runs from the ball in the biggest moments. He doesn't want it. 
Brown just signed $350 million. He, I believe he's the highest-paid player in the league, and he can't dribble in these moments if people actually pay attention. They are not winners like Mahomes. We saw it. He goes out. He has that it. The Celtics and those guys don't have the it. I actually think Derek White has it more than both of those guys. So uh, I just really I wanted, Yeah, Jason Tatum, uh, very good. You know, one of the better players in this league. The league has been trying to give him – Face exactly. of the league honors for four years. Exactly. They have been hyping him up and promoting him, and he's had the opportunities. He's gotten to a finals, and he does. There, it's right there for him, and he just can't take it. Now, he's if they win this it. year, maybe it. he takes it. But he's had. They've been trying to get it to him for three, four years, and it has not happened. Uh-huh. And they've only gotten there once, and we know what happened. Two up, two games to one. I know. I had a lot of money on it. Future for them that would have hit. <laughs> And they're up five with four minutes to go to go up three games to one in their building. And you know what they did down the side of their legs. Um, And the other thing I wanted to mention with um, the barometer and the hate in the world, this is, it's really sad, but the truth is, Bart, if you gave someone four gold bars, they would ask you why you didn't give them five, that that's just the world that we live in today. And the team that I think can do it, that has the it factor Obviously, he has to stay healthy. I think the NFL team next year could be the Cincinnati Bengals with Borough. He has the it factor. Um, thank you very much, as always. All right. We'll see what the Bartometer says uh, and see if Joe and the Bartometer are in line when we fire that up coming up in a few minutes here to try to figure out outside of KC and San Francisco, they're the two Super Bowl representatives. Who is next? Who could be next to win the Super Bowl next year? Cody is in Vegas. Cody, what's up? Uh, yes, yeah, so I want to. I want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Um, but I do want to say the two big contenders in my in my eyes would be probably Dallas or Detroit. Um, I think San Francisco had it, but the biggest flaw is how did they not know the new rules? And me going in thinking. <clears throat> They're a professional sports team. I, I do know there are it is new rules and overtime rules. But how do you not talk about this in the locker room? How do you not have the pregame set up? How do you not have the halftime set up saying if there is that possibility? Um, with that being said, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of teams out there that go about this at the beginning of the season. But I really think like Dallas and Detroit could have held a better game than what the 49ers put out there. And we all know at the beginning of the season, Kansas City was the one because of the whole the Swifty era, the Swifty nonsense. <laughs> but with that, like with the Swifties and Taylor Swift being a big part of NFL this year, an excuse or not, how do you not prepare yourself for the new overtime rules? So for me, I'm saying Detroit next year has it. That's a good contender. Dallas, I think with their new defensive coach, I think they definitely have a potential run at it. Who they play against, I'm not too sure. I think, again, Kansas City might be another favorite just because they're going for the three-peat. But where I'm at, too, again, with the new rule change, how do you not know? How do you not understand that? Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think it's a real indictment. The more, Cody, thanks for the call that we're seeing of uh, what happened in the Super Bowl. Um the 49ers were not a serious team. The 49ers. There was a clip that I saw today where George Kittle 
was um it was there was a it was the it was the McCaffrey fumble. And George Karloftis of the Chiefs and George Kittle of the Niners were like Kittle was blocking Karlaftis and Kittle goes, Hey George, because their names are both George during the play. He's holding him and says, Hey George. And the other George, not Kittle, is like, uh, and he pushes Kittle out of the way and dives on the loose ball. Now Kansas City didn't score on that turnover, so maybe no harm, no foul, but that just shows like that whole game. Um, there were so many little things. I think that one guy that's kind of been averse from criticism is uh, Debo Samuel. I didn't think had a really good game. For what Debo was becoming, he was like unstoppable for a little bit last year uh, before he got hurt. But he was out of the backfield and no one knew how to stop him. You give him the football, he's running for 15 yards and then you line him up. He's grabbing balls for 25. It was just, it was unbelievable what this guy was doing. And he's been a non-factor. I know he dealt with injuries in the playoffs, but I mean, this is the Super Bowl, And there was a guy on the Chiefs offensive line that like ripped his arm apart and still played 77 snaps. So I just think that the, the Niners, there was a, a toughness that the Chiefs had over them. And also there was a lack of preparation. And even if they thought they were prepared, the Chiefs were much more prepared and that's why they came away with the victory. The Bartometer is going to tell us, if not the Chiefs, if not the Niners, then who will fire this bad boy up? We'll do that next. CBS Sports Radio.